DTS-78, another round of Iron Banner is here, and it's raising the arguments for dedicated servers yet again. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What up, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon. Happy 2016. Welcome to DTS 78, I believe. Joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Diddy. How are you doing this week, man? Doing awesome. I just got back from a really long road trip to pick up uh, our puppy, Flynn. Who would that be? I cut you off there at the end. Flynn? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Where can people take a look at Mr. Flynn? On Twitter, at Poodle Flynn. Also, Instagram, I think, at Poodle Flynn. Um, we haven't really set that completely up yet because when I set the Instagram up, apparently I have to do it on mobile for some stupid reason. Uh-huh. Um, and I did it on my Windows phone, but since the Instagram app is in beta, as soon as I created the account, it immediately uh, disabled my account for um, reasons like my IP address was flagged malicious for yeah. malicious content and i'm just like what that doesn't make any sense so i sent in a support ticket to the instagram team and they got that squared away excellent well i hope you and mr flynn have an excellent i said excellent like three times there wow hope you guys (laughs) have a great day what'd you do this week other than pick up the poodle anything in the gaming world yeah i got some iron banner going had to use that meta multi-tool that i got last week oh my god it wrecks face and it's everywhere so is it Mita or Mita? Because I've always said Mita, and then I've had a few people in comments be like, I can't stand the way you say the Mita. So I'm trying now to say Mita. How did I just I think say like it? Midas touched. You said Mita, but I, I think you can say it either way. I looked up a dictionary of it, and both <laughs> pronunciations was there. But yeah, Mita is king right now. It is such a good weapon. Was what? that? That's an unintentional pun. Midas, King Midas. He's got Mita the multi touch. Yeah, <laughs> might be. I haven't read the flavor text for the weapon in a long time. So, how was your Iron Banner experience? Um, a lot more Striker Titans. <laughs> yeah, the buffs have seemed to make them more prevalent. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say so. And Sunbreakers, man, I just I feel bad for them because I can now kill them. So I don't really feel bad for them. Do you think? they're where they need to be balance wise do you think it's appropriate yes All i right. would say so because uh, yeah it's better it's did you better. play anything this week other than destiny uh, i played some league i got it back up to gold finally and nice. um but that's about it iron banner Excellent. was uh, the majority of my gaming and i didn't play that much i'll be honest I unfortunately got sick on New Year's oh, no. <laughs> Day, and not like hungover sick, but I've been hanging out with the family. One of the family members had a sinus infection, and I ended up catching that, so I've been sick now for four or five days. Sorry if I sound bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. So, I've my been head's sick been... a couple times on the podcast. <laughs> it's all right. I think uh, people understand. This is the time of year where you mainly get sick. I played a little bit of Iron Banner, but my head's kind of foggy right now, so every time I get on to play, it's just to do... The bounties, and then when I finished up with the daily bounties, I kind of hop off. I've enjoyed Iron Banner. The lag is real, as everybody complains. I've not played Iron Banner on PS4 to compare it with the Xbox One. It's fairly similar. Is it? Yeah, Yeah. comparable? Yeah, it's comparable. 
I played a lot of The Witcher 3 this week because it was on sale for like $25. Man, with you liking Shadow of Mordor, Diddy, and Skyrim, I think it would be like a match made in heaven. It is such a good open world mm. RPG. I like slept on it this whole last year, but now, dude, there is so much stuff to do, but all of the characters and actions you are interested in their storylines. The storylines grow and grow and all these secondary quests are good enough to be, you know, full on main quest type things. It's supposed to be super long too, like crazy, crazy long, 120, 150 hours to complete, which I don't know. I'll probably finish it sometime this summer if that's the case then. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I was just about to say, that's what Destiny needs. It needs more side quests, but we got a lot of that with Taken King, but I guess they need more substantial side quests would be the answer there <laughs> i i thought it's you know i thought about this this week because a lot of your actions in the side quests impact how people perceive you in the world and the quest opportunities that you have and i would love to see that in destiny but since it's such a shared world experience i don't know how they would handle crafting a more personalized set of relationships with the characters don't get me wrong i'd love to go talk with Cade and do the RPG thing from The Witcher where you're given all these different dialogue options and you can take different routes. That would be super cool. But I don't know how you do that with a shared world experience. You know, Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft, they don't offer, you know, branching choices for you to impact your relationships with people. But that would be like the next step for a shared world game. That would be such a crazy experience. So I want to remind everybody to log in on Thursday, January 7th. I think it's Thursday. Uh, If you play Destiny between January 7th and the 10th, you will get yourself a free emblem that has yet to be revealed. It was talked about in the last Bungie Weekly update. We mentioned it in last week's show. You need to complete an activity in the director. Is that right, Diddy? Yes, so they can track your progress. Also on the 7th, we're getting some items, aren't we? I don't remember. But the motes of light and right. the strange coins. It oh, yeah, f- yeah. 15 of each, right? Yeah, 15 of each. And then there's one, like a package from the postmaster mm-hmm. that we don't really know what that item's going to be just yet. Yeah. So I would anticipate something along the lines of last year's Christmas. Well, 2014's Christmas where we got like a legendary engram or something. It's crazy that it's 2016, man. This year went by really Oof. quick. I don't know about you, but it's all those DTS shows, man. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Thank you, listeners. It's pretty cool to see that even during the dry spots, we're still carrying really good listenership and people are still hanging around. And I've been taking more breaks from Destiny, as we've kind of talked about on the show the last few weeks. But every time I come back, like when I came back to play Iron Banner, felt like putting on a very familiar glove mm-hmm. or a pair of shoes that you really like wearing. Yeah. I mean, I favorite pair of pants. It, <laughs> yeah. It's like those jeans that are just perfect. And you're like, man but they have all the holes in them and winter comes around. You can't wear them because they're too cold. Yeah. (laughs) All the haters. Iron Banner starts ripping holes in the pants pretty quick when you have like, (laughs) oh, great. Join in progress. Two versus a fire team of six about to get mercied. (laughs) Thanks for the medallion, boys. I'll see you next time. Every medallion you redeem is a new hole in your pants. (laughs) I do. I love the medallion idea. I wish other games would implement that because it gives you a reason to stick around. Even if you're going to lose the game, it's like, all right, I'll redeem it later and it will still be worth my time. Like, which it's a great idea for just the player's psyche or mental attitude to make the blow of a loss less powerful and to keep you in the match. Yep, absolutely. So Twilight Garrison 
Can you explain what it is to... I'm sure there's plenty of new Guardians <laughs> who didn't hear us talk about this new exotic. Twilight Garrison is a Titan chest piece that allows you to evade while in the air. So think of the Nightstalker's Shade Step, but in the air. And it's super awesome. And there's a bunch of clips of people dodging rockets in the Crucible. And there was this recent post that came up about uh, using the the evade as close to the ground as possible so it looks like the uh the uh, evade or what's it called the, the thruster pack from halo it looks really cool and it's yeah, really it looks a useful. lot like thrust pack um i want this item this is really <laughs> cool like a skill-based item i wish the other classes had something like this obviously you have shade stock shade wow i have shade step <laughs> shade night step. stalker <laughs> words i'm sick cut me a break Warlocks, though, we don't really have any kind of an evade like this. That would be dangerous, though. Could you imagine Warlock evade into melee? It would be extremely Ugh. dangerous. Uh, I can just picture it now. The setup for that is going to be the Stormcaller, where you have your melee and grenades recharging each other. Uh, so you have all those yeah. all the time. And then you have the Tlaloc uh, exotic yep. scout rifle you get from the gunsmith. Yeah. So you always have your super available if you want it, right? But you just evade into people's faces and then lightning strike them from 17,000 feet away because that's the melee range for warlocks. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever played a Twilight Garrison player in PvP yet. Have you? I have. They <laughs> are super annoying. Especially yeah. <laughs> you can use it while you're in uh, Sunbreaker. Oh. So you just evade, hammer, dead. It's pretty Jeez. insane. Well, I think we're going to stay on the PvP route. Our next bit of news comes from Planet Destiny. If you guys haven't been listening to their other podcast, Crucible Radio, these guys talk about PvP each week, and it's an awesome show. They get John Wisniewski on, I think this might be the third time he's on, maybe the second time, but he is lead PvP designer for Destiny. I can't remember his official title. I wish I would have written it down. We've talked about him here on the show quite a bit. And they had him on as well as one other guest, which I'm trying to find his name for right now. Sage Merrill. Thank you. And they talked about best subclasses per mode. They brought forth some of the weapons that are doing really well right now. And first of all, they talked a little bit about the auto rifle. Did he, what did they mention? And how is it uh, high rate of, uh, wow, words, dude, <laughs> just carry it away. I'm struggling. So uh, John explained that auto rifles, especially the high impact archetypes, they're it's very sensitive to small changes. Um, so just the the nature of an auto rifle being fully automatic, it's really hard to tinker with those damage numbers. So that's the kind of explaining a little bit why the balance changes in this last weapons update patch were so different than what we were expecting. So like the 0.7% yeah. increase damage buff. Um, mm-hmm. He explains a little bit in depth in the podcast about why they did what they did. Yeah, and they're saying that the high rate of fire, low impact archetypes are actually in a pretty good spot right now, which is something I think is probably true. I have seen a ton of Doctrine of Passing, the auto rifle for year two trials. I've seen a lot of it, and it really up close and personal, if you're landing precision shots, it kills super fast. Not a bad like weapon at all. Have you seen the stats on it, Diddy? It has 100 for rate of fire. It's the maximum amount rate of fire and two for the impact. (laughs) I mean, it is so, like, you could barely even see the impact bar. Yeah. I've been using a lot of, uh, what's it called? The Monte Carlo recently. And 
I've been really, I really like it. You know, I don't win a lot of gunfights, but my play style is I like to outmaneuver my opponents, not outshoot my opponents. So people I kill usually aren't looking at me anyways. But since yeah. I run an intellect discipline build, the Monte Carlo uh, increased melee charge rate perk really makes me have everything all the time. And I really like it. Mm, very good. They explain the unflinching perk, and I'm going to quote here from the Planet Destiny recap over on their website. And I quote for unflinching, As suspected, the amount the screen will kick when scoped will be reduced with the unflinching perk. The amount of zoom affects the amount of kick, so that means flinch will always look harsher for a sniper scope than, say, a scout rifle. To induce the most kick... Doing any amount of damage will cause it, but more damage means more kick. This means that a heavy machine gun would cause more flinch than an auto rifle. The biggest way to induce flinch is to hit an enemy from the side. This moves their camera around much more than head-on damage. I thought that was a really interesting reveal into a perk that's been argued about on Reddit for freaking forever. (laughs) Every weapon review, when I talk about flinch, there's always like two camps, and now at least we have... Some official word from the boys designing PvP. I don't know if that's going to change the way you play, where you sneak up on people from the side more often, but still kind of interesting. And then Gorilla Fighter is listed here in the perks, and it's basically not used very often, but Wisniewski was worried that it was going to become very powerful in the right situations. Diddy, off the top of your head, do you remember what Gorilla Fighter is? I don't, but I'm going to try and look it up for you real quick. Okay, and I'm going to quote here from the little blip they write. But as it turns out, most playstyles in the Crucible just don't have room to fit in. As always, John ensured that if perks aren't used enough, they can always be removed from the pool in future content releases to make room for cooler ones. End quote. So right, Gorilla Fighter is increased accuracy, handling, and damage resistance while shooting this weapon from behind cover. Huh. What do you make of that? Uh, <sighs> Man, if you know how to head glitch in Destiny Crucible or in any multiplayer game ever, you're basically using your environment to your advantage because head glitching is like, you know, when you can just kind of poke your eyes over a ledge, but the enemy can't really see you, but you can still shoot them. That's kind of what it is. And with Gorilla Fighter, that just makes it even better. So do you think this is referring, you know, when you crouch in front of like a certain height ops object in destiny Ah. and you're touching it and then you ADS, it kind of, it pokes you out Mm kind of like a cover pop system. Yes. I wonder if that's that's needed to, yeah, I wonder if that's needed to proc gorilla fighter. I want to test this now. I need to look and see if I have a weapon with this best subclasses per mode. So they have a new stat or spreadsheet called lift and it lets them know which specific subclass performs the best in each playlist. Based on the top 10% of players, here are which subclasses are on the top in regards to kill-death, the kill-death ratio. So this is not win-loss. But this is a really interesting list. Where does it start, Diddy? Control. Number one subclass, drumroll, Sunbreakers. What a surprise. <laughs> I mean, Doesn't come as a shock. No, the amount of kills you can get while in sunbreaker it's less now but it's still very useful for zone control i can control i guess i play void walker when i play iron banner and when i play control for this very reason because void walker can lock off a capture point with their 
damage over time AOE effect that stays after a Nova Bomb or their Vortex Grenade. And Sunbreaker, you can actually do something similar, but you can almost throw multiple Nova Bombs. <laughs> Think of Sunbreaker like a Nova Bomber that has a little bit more ammunition in the tank. No, it's not going to give you as free a kills as the giant hitbox of a Voidwalker Nova Bomb, but it seems like a very fitting pair that if you're a good Sunbreaker who's stopping caps with wise super usage that you're going to rack up a lot of kills right yep up next is clash and it's the gunslinger not a surprise man golden gun did you're the resident hunter here i do love hunter in pvp but you've golden gunned way more than me so if you want to get a ton of kills in crucible well sunbreaker but <laughs> gunslinger is where it's at because i mean year one hunters were the go-to they were they would they were kings in crucible in crucible yeah but now the year you know they have the aculeophage symbiote they actually nerfed it nerfed it, it. like yeah sassy's upset the about that duration that you can have your golden gun active but you do get that extra shot i think it's really useful to have you know it's just so you have to be accurate with it but it's one hit kill so you can't really complain when you have golden gun in your pocket half the time for your golden gun when you're using the symbiote that seems like a pretty fat nerf that went a little bit under the radar yeah i didn't hear about it before it happened <laughs> and then sassy was very upset by that i know yeah that was my favorite class in pvp of all time once i rolled my hunter up and just golden gun bones of yao oh so fun and a rewarding super too because it requires you to actually aim the gun before you delete the opponent yep rift it's defender that doesn't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> Speculate for me. Well, I'm going to read the little blurb here on the, the article. Defenders succeed in Rift by almost double any other class in any other game mode, according to Bungie. Something about the bubble makes Rift a piece of cake. You know, huh. I don't know what the deal is. I don't... So how much Saint-14 bubble on your objective or bubble on the Rift ball? It's got... I don't... I don't know. <laughs> okay i'm trying to think you know if you bubble the rift you know and your team you get blessing or weapons or whatever you can always get the rift and so you will always have a rift runner so uh -huh. then you can just have your whole team have an overshield as you try and score it um, but other than that i don't know suppression grenades but that would Maybe. i would think mayhem whatever yeah yeah that's surprising. the last the last three are kind of more predictable and probably not as influential. Skirmish, it's Sunsinger and the Striker Titans. Sunsinger, because self-res makes really a lot of sense in a res-based playlist. Striker makes sense because strikers are in a great place. Elimination, Diddy. So Trials, our Trials playlist. Who's the standout? Stormcaller, Gunslinger, Sunbreaker, and Striker. The most yeah. balanced, the most evenly spread out of all the game modes. This is surprising. Yeah, that's nice to see since it's the most competitive game mode, I would say, out of all of them in Destiny. Mm -hmm. And then the Rumble playlist, it's the Striker Titan. I'm assuming these notes are heavily influenced since the December patch because I doubt Striker Titan was the number one Rumble KD class prior to the December buffs. I don't know. I mean, I was playing some Rumble when Taken King came out and I still... I was still seeing a lot of Striker Titans. I think the shoulder charge, just being able to delete people off the map for a certain amount of time, yeah. shoulder charge with the health regeneration attached to that perk, or not attached to it, but you can have a perk with it that regenerates your health. And the Fist of Havoc, not only can you Fist of Havoc a group of people, 
But while you're Fist of Havocking, you can't be killed, really. And so you just yeah. delete those people. So they're pretty strong. I want to do a shout out to a random dude in matchmaking I played yesterday in Iron Banner. I don't remember your gamer tag, but I remember the play. I was on the dungeons. I was working my way up through a little corridor and I was shooting at him. He's almost dead. He's way high in the air. I mean, he's way far away from me, Diddy. He turns in midair with like a sliver of health. Does a striker Superman dive? I can't remember what that perk is, but you know where they do the Superman dive? Flew like 60 feet and killed me. And it was like, I put the controller on my lap and like almost slow clapped. I was like, you know what? Bravo. Attach the slow clap emote. Do it. Dude, if (laughs) you know who you are, by the way. Thank you. If you know who you are, shout outs. That was sick. Hit them, gems, and let's wrap up this bit, Diddy. Man, Scout Rifle, Tuo Nela SR4. I probably butchered that name, but it's a, a scout rifle obtainable through Arms Day package. And, you know, it might just be a standard scout rifle, but the fact that you get it from an Arms Day package means you can essentially re-roll the perks every single week. Um, yeah. But it's a very... Uh, scouts are in a really good place right now since yeah. Pulse Rifles got nerfed, you know, especially with the Mita multi-tool. But and it's a legendary. Yeah, exactly. It's a legendary. So it opens up an exotic slot on your, on your loadout, but it offers pretty decent aim assist, I hear. <laughs> Oh, well, I want to look out for it the next time it's around. These are weapons, by the way, that John went out of his way to talk about that people are doing really well with them, and they might surprise you. Plan C is the other one, which actually isn't that surprising to me. I've seen fusion rifles a little bit more common since December, and Plan C's always been pretty good, right? Yeah, the ability to just whip it out and one-shot somebody from halfway across the hallway, it's pretty good. If you have the accuracy... (laughs) And then super good advice. I don't get why this is here at all. I think it's because um, it even if you miss your shots, it doesn't consume the ammo. And if you can survive that engagement, you haven't really wasted that much ammo. Because so you could have heavy ammo for a long time. You can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. And wrapping up here, I'm going to read the last quote from the article. John and Sage do have some interesting ideas for general gameplay improvements, including future adjustments to hunters and warlocks and different ways in which playstyles could be recognized in-game. Their goal is to make everything viable, and though this may be an impossible task, this won't stop them from trying. John made it clear that he would like to see private matches as well, but nothing concrete to share as far as soon-to-come updates. Rest assured, though, we have some cool things to look forward to as we move into 2016, including another balance patch very early in the year confirmation so we're getting another balance patch i'm betting you march i think that's probably march or april i, I would march is more i would hope for february i'm gonna be a little bit really? optimistic yeah, yeah they okay. say very early and you know they don't really say a season so they don't say winter spring or early summer which is yeah. good on them <laughs> gives them a little bit of leeway but very early i think february would be a good idea because February is when I expect to see the next um, event, world event. Yep, just like yeah. Sparrow Racing League, and I think along with that would be a nice update to weapon balance. Excellent. Moving on to our next piece of news. This is the Bungie Please page. It's a Destiny <laughs> subreddit thread that is updated by the community, voted on by the community. It's a list that Cosmo looks at, and it's just cataloging requests from the community and quality of life changes we'd like to see to make Destiny a better game. I'll quote from the thread here that was uh, submitted by Doc Red, and I quote, which Cosmo, let's see, 
Since the implementation of our Bungie Please page, which Cosmo has stated that Bungie is watching, things have been going very well. We've been able to cross off five items from the page, such as being able to buy planetary materials, buying weapon parts, adding Sparrow Racing, making the Crucible quest chain easier, and the removal of fire teams from Rumble. We still have many more on the list that are being tracked, and we recently added add dedicated servers to the Crucible on the list. End quote. So Diddy, briefly, why are we talking about this? It's we're talking about this because, you know, the community suggests all these different ideas and it's something that Bungie is actively looking at. And if we look at the five things that they Bungie has implemented into the game that have been suggested on Reddit, the Bungie forums, anywhere on the internet, Twitter, whatever. We look at the five Sparrow Racing, planetary materials being able to purchase, um, no fire teams in uh, Rumble, and buying weapon parts. For those four, the fifth one is the Crucible Chain Quest. But the four previous were implemented in December with the December update. And I think it's really important to look at that timeline. This is something relatively new that Bungie is really starting to, to check off. You know? So these have all happened since ta- Taken King's launch, essentially. Yes, so the Crucible Chain Quest they fixed pretty. They fixed within a month of taking King's launch because they yeah you know, they're like wow that takes a really long time. Even I hate that. And it I was horrible. <laughs> so they made that change, and then the last four were in December of 2015. And I think with this list that we have here, and we can go through a couple of these after I talk about this. Yeah. But yeah, they've implemented the changes very recently, and I think we can expect to see more things on this list checked off in the future absolutely so this thread's going to be linked on our website and if you have suggestions you should put it here it's being viewed and there's a chance that it might get voted and added onto the list one of my favorite ones that stands out here is adding a gun range to the tower that is a great idea you get to try out weapons when you get them right then and there might be cool to stand next to your buddy as he's firing away at something maybe they could have a cave that you could shoot into (laughs) you know just for memory's sake that would be one of the ranges I don't know. I thought that was pretty rad. Yeah. The barbershop idea, too. I think think the gun range. Let's do the gun range first. Okay. And then I'll talk about the barbershop. The gun range would be really interesting. I remember seeing this suggested a year ago when Destiny first came out, especially the barbershop, too. Um, But the gun range, we have Arms Day. Let us test the different variations of the Arms Day weapons. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Also, barber idea. We've thought about this forever. If you didn't like yep. the way your guardian looks too bad, you can re-roll a new one because that's the only way to change their appearance. Yeah, because some of the the hair options are just super ridiculous. And I guess they're... Skrillex hair. Skrillex hair, yeah. They're futuristic. Yep. Um, I think that's what they tried to go for. But some guys were like, uh-huh, look at this asshole. And yeah. he just created his own. <laughs> and now he's like oh my God, I hate my hair. I'm just going to wear my helmet all the time now. (laughs) I'm stuck with a guy who looks like a clown. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, Where was the next? Oh, the ability to organize the vault. That would be so nice. Like arranged by exotic, arranged by weapon type, arranged by date added. That would be so helpful for sure. What would really Uh, help here, I think, man, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I just totally forgot. Trophy case. Give, yeah. give me a trophy case. I have year one weapons in my vault that I don't want to get rid of. I don't want to get rid of my Fatebringer. I don't. Nope. 
or vision I of confluence or any of the raid weapons vex uh, class. i don't want to get rid of those kinds of things i just want to put them in a trophy case to just have you know and it doesn't take up my vault space maybe a little cool flavor text this also goes hand in hand with what we've requested for a long time the ability to read the grimoire cards in game instead of outside of please. the game please please <laughs> hire the guys Tran- who do the ghost stories right whatever it is yeah the audio versions of the grimoire cards and just yep. put that in the game that would be awesome throw some concept art over it because we know there's a lot of oh. unused concept art that you guys have commissioned and not actually they might have to pay for that stuff you know because if be it's really commissioned cool? and not used yeah this might be what? spoilers but what? harry potter and the deathly hallows when they're reading the deathly hallows story that animation that goes along with it yeah i know what you're talking about hell yeah do something like that not like a destiny cutscene. we've seen those you know they could actually outsource that to the community i didn't mean to cut you off but they could literally outsource that to the community and have that be a film festival tell this grimoire card in the way that you know how because there's so many if you look at the bungee creation page there's so many incredible artists who play this game and who like it who would gladly donate their artwork to it and do it like this found footage kind of thing have people submit pieces of artwork for it edit it together that would be very cool very successful i think that would be awesome transmog system that is something from diablo and world of warcraft and plenty of other mmorpgs it basically lets you dress your character up the way you want to make them look aesthetically pleasing while still retaining the stats of the armor previously so if i were to transmog my helmet to make it look like the vault of glass helmet it would still have the same stats as my current iron banner helmet I don't think you should be able to transmog exotics, but I think for all of the legendaries, it'd be nice to be able to transmog stuff. Especially the raid armor, you know? Raid armor yeah. took so long to acquire a full set, and now oh, it's not really worth the it. The Warlock Crotazen chest, I loved it <laughs> with the big neck. Yep. I missed the way my character looked previously, or even during House of Wolves. So, what are some of the ones that stand out to you on this list, Diddy? Do something special with the Kvostov. Yeah. Why is it the first weapon in the game that we get, we just get rid of almost immediately? I mean, yeah, I get it, but it's a cool-looking gun. It sounds really cool. It's got the cracked uh, red dot sight. Let us upgrade it like Husk of the Pit or the Stranger's Rifle, you know? They implemented the Stranger's Rifle rarity um, upgrade, right, with Taken King. But now the Kvostov just sits there. As a a level one white auto rifle. I think we're going to see time travel in future Destiny storylines where we go back to the Forgotten Age or the Forgotten Era or whatever it's called in the lore. Because you know Dragoon is a lore expert. (laughs) Thank you. And probably there'll be a whole host of weapons that are like... Before the collapse. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be a great expansion, you know. There's a lot of potential where they could take the story. Updating the old raids, no doubt no doubt they've said that it's something that they want to do i would be very surprised if this is not some kind of an event and i'll be a little bit sad if it's an event because i feel like it's something that should just be inherently done not packaged into an event to be like looky here we gave you something new when it's something (laughs) that i just i've made it an expectation in my mind which might be very needy or entitled or whatever but here's a taken version of the atheon fight (laughs) 
where you get taken through the portal and have to fight more taken. <laughs> uh, dedicated servers. I think this is where we're going to wrap our conversation up today. The return of Iron Banner has brought with it the desire complaints, begging, everything under the sun, hoping for dedicated servers and improved multiplayer connection. If you've played any amount of Destiny PvP, you have dealt with bad connection games, right? Yes. And it's starting to feel archaic. When Diddy and I were talking in the pre-show, a lot of the shooters I play nowadays, and he does too, have dedicated servers, whether it be Halo 5 or Battlefield 4 or Overwatch, or if you're going to play Counter-Strike Go, granted, I'm mixing some PC stuff in there. Destiny's starting to feel pretty dated with its peer-to-peer. And when it works, I don't think peer-to-peer's all that bad, but when it doesn't work, it can get downright obnoxious. I had an Iron Banner game just uh, yesterday where the dude who was red bar and teleporting was outrageously far ahead on the scoreboard because he's you can't kill him. In one second, you're putting a ton of rounds into him, and the next you're dead. He's blinked completely off screen, glitching away. What do you think about dedicated servers, Diddy? We've talked about it a lot here on the show. I think they would definitely benefit Destiny, or Destiny would benefit greatly from dedicated servers. Um, But even with dedicated servers, your problems are not solved 100%. We've seen this with Halo 5 very recently. Halo 5 is really good, but you're connecting to that server. So if there's nobody else connecting to that server you're not going to find games very often australia exactly i'm thinking australia and eu specifically you know australians man it was like two weeks after halo 5 hit maybe 100 people playing and so they're not finding as many games and so that's a really big issue Um, if you could maybe choose the server you want to connect to and you can just deal with that ping i think that would be really really nice um but you know even like you're connecting to a server yes the it's your connection to the server could be bad and so your experience is going to be bad and so i don't think it's going to be a hundred percent the number one fix all issue for dedicated servers to be implemented but it's something we both agree we expect from destiny 2 and we'll be very shocked if it's not there for at least the pvp side of things while it isn't the snap of the fingers fix like you pointed out, it goes a long way to preventing some of the manipulation that people can do with the network. And a lot of the tricks from Halo Reach, which there are pieces of Halo Reach's netcode somewhere lying in the bowels of Destiny. You know, it's built from the engines that they've worked with over time. I believe there was the GDC talk that was posted on Reddit that mentioned some of those uh, ties to Reach. We reach, you could do the standby trick all the time. A lot of the weird connection blurps that I see remind me a lot because you and I both played a ton of reach, dude. And the whole standby trick, that was well known to every reach player and every Halo 3 player, you know? Yep. So, dedicated servers too, I don't know if they're going to have the ability to put them in place for PvE activities. This this is something... The infrastructure, like building the infrastructure for dedicated servers to be used, this is something Bungie would have had to have been doing starting for last years. year. Like, yeah. But at the latest, when Destiny launched. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like yeah. just finding locations to put the dedicated servers all around the, the data world. Centers. The data centers. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
it's a massive undertaking. And if they haven't started it yet, we're not going to get it by Destiny 2. If yeah. that's the that's the sad truth. Uh, so hopefully they're working on it, uh, but we don't ha- we don't know if they are or not. The pressure lies on the fact that Destiny and those connection issues are starting to feel from a bygone era. Mm-hmm. The other competitors in console. the industry, yeah, their competitors in the FPS console industry are moving towards dedicated servers, and the longer it takes to get the netcode either improved. Or dedicated servers that obviously would be an improvement. The longer that takes, the further Destiny feels to fall behind when you have those unplayable laggy matches. Are there any Activision games that have dedicated servers right now? Uh, If you count Activision Blizzard. Dude, you know what we forgot to mention, by the way? There's a lot of games if you count Activision Blizzard. Sorry, I got way sidetracked. MLG was sold to Activision Blizzard. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. It was sold for $46 million. And we talked about MLG and Activision opening up their own esports broadcast studio out in, I think, San Bernardino, out in California, right? Yeah, and they, the CEO or the head guy for this Activision Blizzard esports scene is a former MLG guy. Yep. I think the chief financial op- officer, the CFO. Yep. That makes a, a lot of sense. So we as i've i've put out a commentary about destiny esports i don't think it's going to happen but it's a possibility with all of the I think with destiny assets, too they will i think you know if they have dedicated servers like we were just talking about i think destiny could be a competitive option you know custom games dedicated servers and an esports support from the developer or publisher i think destiny esports could happen for sure there is a ravenous PvP community. There are a lot of people who just love Destiny PvP. And even in Content Drought, they are still grinding. They're still doing their trials runs. They still really like the game. And I include myself in that camp because every time I come back for an Iron Banner or get on to do PvP, Destiny has a very unique feel. After going off playing Halo 5, some more Battlefield 4, some Black Ops 3, you come back and you play Destiny and it's like, you know what? There's potential here. It doesn't always work out, and there are some glaring issues with the connection, but when it does work out, it's a really stinking fun team FPS. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Poodle Flynn. P-O-O-D-L-E-F-L-Y-N-N. Wow, I just did that on the spot, and it's really hard to spell Poodle out loud. Man. Yeah. Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D I T T Y DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W O O O S H N E S S. Remember to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. All the links from today that we talked about and more is on our website, DestinyTheShow.com. You can follow us on Twitter and tweet at us, at DestinyTheShow. You can follow me on Twitter at BBKDragoon. And I'm on YouTube under the same name. Diddy, let's talk about next week that MLG deal a little bit more and bring up that article from, it's probably two months ago now, don't you think? Let's do it. That sounds like a good idea. Have a good week, everybody. Happy New Year. And we'll talk with you next time.